Hi, I'm Sarah Hagiki. And I'm Erin Vabornik. Welcome to Coeb's Adult and Advocast. The Advocast is a partner podcast of Coeb State Advocate for Adult Education Fellowship. Each episode highlights challenges and successes in advocacy. We also highlight a new student story. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Advocast. Welcome and Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you had a great time spending the holiday season with your loved ones and got enough time to rest and decompress during this time and started your new semesters energetic and happy. How are you, Erin? I am doing pretty well. I'm gearing up for hopefully a year full of advocacy. How about you? That's exciting. Well, same here. Actually, we started yesterday. It was the community college um, at the legislator event in Phoenix, Arizona, the capital city of Arizona, that we went to the state capital. And we met with some legislators. There were booths of different community colleges from all around Arizona there and Pima Community College, the college that I work at, um, had a booth there too. We had some of our students coming in. One of our students was um, one of our adult education students. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Titi Martinez. She did an amazing job of explaining um, why she needed to come to adult ed program and why it is important for adult ed programs to exist and how she benefited and how they changed their mindset. And we made good connections with the new legislators. It was amazing. That sounds like a lot of fun. Do you have a lot of new legislators you have to reach out to? We do. We do. And we have a lot of updating behind the scenes that we need to do because now we have new staffers, new legislators, Mm -hmm. and we have to update our lists behind the scenes. Um, just if anybody uh, is new to the advocacy work, this is something you need to do after um, every election. Yes. Yes. I, ju- I just met with the legislator this morning and we were talking about how he is, he's kind of been shifted to different committees. And so how it's, he reminded me that it's really important to not only reach out to those new legislators, but to also look at where, like, who's shifted on the committees that are important to our mission and how to stay and how to stay connected to that. So just to highlight, legislators can really help educate us on how to better connect with them. That (laughs) is true. That is true. Yeah. And speaking speaking of advocacy, because we both really, I think we were both really interested in advocacy before the State Advocate for Adult Education Fellowship, but that brought us together and it really helped to boost our advocacy. And today we're really excited to have a safe fellow from cohort two, which anytime I talk to people from COABE, they're always saying, Cohort two, my goodness, they did so much. It's incredible. So we're really, really excited um, to have Karina Rav- Ravkina Matusov. 
with us from California and will be joined later by one of her students, Brandy Martinez. So How exciting. Let's is. bring on Karina. All right, here she comes. Welcome, Karina. Hi, ladies. Thank you for Hi. having me. Welcome to Advocast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So we'd like to start and just have you introduce yourself and how did you come to advocacy? I'm Karina Rafkina. I am a fellow of the second cohort and I found out about it really by accident. I subscribed to many notifications from different organizations and I received something and, and something clicked and I actually read through it. But because to be honest, we get so many emails these days that there's no way to read them all. But I saw this and it spoke to me in a way because I thought that I could finally apply skills that I have that I have not publicly advertised um, to this. And so I figured, you know, I take this opportunity. I applied and I got in. It was kind of shocking because I've never done anything like this. Um, knew very little about working with legislators, to be honest, had no idea of the flow chart or the organizational system, but I definitely learned about it in this cohort. And I am currently an assistant principal, but when I started with the program, I was an advisor. So through that process, a lot of changes happened. This is so exciting and very important to know because people usually get intimidated by the word advocacy and they think that they don't know anything about advocacy and how to talk to legislators. They might not be familiar with a lot of um, bills and causes that they need to fight for and they usually are hesitant to apply for the safe position. But um, this is a good point that you will learn in um, fellow this fellowship. You just need to have the passion, all the tools to um, make you an advocate, strong advocate are there, and then there will be help to guide you through the whole process. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, what made you become interested in advocacy? So I, of course, think that adult education is very important. I work in it. But on a personal level, I took advantage of adult education when I was a teen. And, um, you know, everyone has a story and I'm sure that mine is not super special, but um, I think a lot of people can resonate with it. I was not a great student. I fell behind. I had to work to... Um, I don't want to say support my family, but to support myself in a sense, you know, to have lunch money, to pay for gas or a bus pass or whatever I had at that moment. And I realized on the first day of senior year that I was a junior, that I was a full year behind because I'd missed so much. And I went to my counselor and learned about adult school classes, which thankfully at that time were on our high school campus. And it was, incredible. I, you know, I had to walk 200 feet and I was in a completely different world with teachers that were there to guide you through any academic subject, whether it was reading or math or higher classes such as English and science. 
And I realize that I am extremely organized and I can power through assignments fairly quickly, which made me feel like I wasn't a failure because I found an environment that allowed me to succeed based on my needs. And so I remember some classes I completed in a week. I mean, I would just sit down and go through all the worksheets and read the chapters, but it was finally in my hands because a regular high school, as much as it's a wonderful experience for some, it doesn't allow you to catch up and it doesn't allow you to veer away from the setup, right? So adult school gave me that opportunity and I greatly enjoyed it. I was very successful in it and it allowed me to graduate. And because of that, I find that my story is a little different. Not only do I work in it, but I myself attended classes that enabled me to be successful. I cannot imagine where I'd be had I not had adult education. And I say that wholeheartedly because, you know, I find it funny when I talk to people these days, friends, family, um, they'll, they're shocked that I wasn't going to graduate on time or that I was, you know, that I ended up actually dropping out and then making up credits full time through the adult school program, because no one remembers that part, which could have been very different. And, you know, it could have been that I didn't graduate and didn't get anywhere. And then my story would not have been what it is today. So not only am I grateful for the employment opportunity and working with so many students, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity as a student myself. And of course, advocating for a program that has guided me as a student and as an educator is hands down the most important work I'll ever do. That is, that is incredible. Like it, I, I can feel like your whole heart is, is in this. It has impacted everything about your life and you've chosen to remain in this field. I, I love one thing that you, that you mentioned in there especially when you were talking about how, you know, a high school, traditional high school works for some people, but what you got was what you needed. Absolutely. And I think that's something really special about adult education is the focus on student needs. Yes, we need, exactly. like, yes, we need grant funding. Like, yes, we need those things, but the day to day, you know, the, the focus is really on helping helping the people who walk through our doors or enter our Zoom rooms, uh, whatever it may be. Exactly. It's all for students. We all work, even the advocacy work that we do is for students. Mm -hmm. And I've... I know you've been you've been vocal about your story and have really like I, I see you on social media posting about the wonderful things that are happening as well. Um, and I'm just I'm curious because when when I signed up for the Safe Fellowship, I wasn't really sure what what I was getting into. <laughs> Like I had that, That's that amazing. moment after I, after I submitted it, I thought I'm never going to get it. And then when I got it, I thought, why, like, why me <laughs> is what, what did I get myself into? Uh, what were you expecting to get out of that fellowship? Or what were you hoping to get out of it? I honestly thought that being um, part of COABE is that I would have a legitimate reason and an opportunity to reach out to legislators. So 
I didn't think about the details or how it would be done and who they were, right? Because I had no visual of like who came, you know, first and who we would reach out to and how we would even identify the area, for example, where I live or where I, you know, where my school is, or that there would be different legislators for both areas, even though they're fairly close together. So all of this, I had no clue. But I realized that I was finally going to have the power, in a sense, to reach out to individuals and it was going to be okay. And they kind of would have to or would want to talk to me because I was part of this. So I think it just made me feel like I was finally going to do something else, like in addition to what I'm, you know, already supporting education just on the uh, school level. But that I would just have the ability to do something more and that those individuals would speak to me. Right. Because if you as a constituent send an email to someone, it's not that they won't respond. They often will. But what they're looking to do then is assist you in maybe a personal problem. Right. Or a community issue that you're bringing up, but not so much education specifically because you are usually reaching out as an individual and not a representative of something. So I think that is what. I imagined it would be, and it was that, but it was way more than that. Yeah, you're right. Um, That's how I felt about it too, because I thought I was an advocate already because I was reaching out, emailing my state legislators once in a while, just voicing my opinion. Um, But um, I was not expecting to learn about how a good advocacy work should look like. And I didn't know anything about it until I joined the SAFE. Um, By the way, we are saying SAFE, SAFE. Does everybody know uh, what SAFE is? Erin, do you want to spell it out for us? Sure, SAFE. (laughs) S-A-A-E-F, the State Advocate for Adult Education Fellowship, which comes around once a year, welcomes in a new cohort of um, usually one, sometimes two, um, advocates from each state. And because COABE is the coalition on adult basic education, that's really what the fellowship is. is it's like a coalition of advocates who are learning about advocacy, who are engaging in advocacy. And the big thing I got from it too was that that community to be able to see what others are doing and just having a place to to shout out like, hey, I did this and it was scary and it went awesome or hey i did this it was scary and i don't think it went so great (laughs) let's let's brainstorm and it it's it's a fantastic program it usually opens like at the end of december and then um yeah applications end sometime in january yeah and to be honest um i found safe a safe place a safe place of going and learning, asking your questions, finding a community of support. And yes, Erin mentioned the community that you find as friends. We work together, we learn from one another for one year. So that brings you together. And the interesting part for me was that we were from different parts of the states, but when we went to the COAP conference, we could see how these people look like in real life and it was very interesting to to meet someone in real life for the first time and feel like they've been your friend forever because you've worked together for so long um 
And also the interesting part for me was the part that I learned what's happening in other states. Because mm -hmm. the entire time, even if I want, if I even, even if I had the opportunity to go and get news from um, my my state, it was about my state, what's happening in my state. I would hear something at the national level, but not specifically in each other state. That was interesting to me and that was very new to me and how other states are localizing and working on their advocacy work and then learning from them and just bringing it to my own state um, and improving our advocacy work that way. That was another thing that I learned. How about you, Karina? What was the interesting part for you? I think, first of all, realizing that California is so big that everything is a little more difficult with us. Um, what part of California, sorry to interrupt you, what part of California are you at? I'm in uh, Southern, Southern California, so okay. not too far from Hollywood. Um, but, you know, we are a big state and it is a lot more difficult to reach our mayor or our governor. And I was finding that there, you know, others in our cohort were able to get so much more done because, you know, they're smaller, it's more intimate, it's easier to get in touch with someone, but um, just made me work a little harder. And, uh, you know, and even if we didn't do, a, you know, the exact same thing other states did, we did enough to where we brought attention um, to adult education. And we also have a new superintendent who is extremely supportive of adult education. So it's just a wonderful time for us to continue to promote it um, to everyone because, you know, we are the one thing a lot of people are surprised to hear is that we are free, 100 percent free. We used to charge a fee for our career training classes and uh, a fee for academic classes for adults. But there's none of that now. So worst case scenario, you're buying your tools or your supplies and that's it. So, you know, with the availability of so many private schools, it's wonderful to continue to get attention, even if it's little by little for adult education so that everyone can benefit from it. Absolutely. And I, I, I love how you, you also mentioned gain attention. So advocacy isn't just getting bills passed, right? It's, it's about bringing that attention to adult education awareness. And I know you've posted about some interesting things that you've been part of to help raise awareness. Could you give us an example? Wow. Um, there are so many connections we've made. So I think at one point I realized that rather than uh, reaching out to legislators and, you know, having an ask per se, um, what I started doing is just inviting them to visit our campus. And that led to them seeing what we do. Um, it, in one instance, turned into our students getting certificates from the local assemblyman uh, when they graduated from, for example, the pre-apprenticeship program that is fairly new but wonderful in supporting students in uh, joining a trade union. So not only do they graduate with a certificate, they get a certificate from a legislator, which is huge for our students. Um, with that, we connected with uh, local community organizations. So in addition to uh, students attending our program for free, all of a sudden, if they qualified with this nonprofit partner, they were able to get a weekly stipend for food, for gas. Uh, their steel toe boots were paid for. They got tools purchased for them. I mean, it was eye-opening in that the 
every little step allowed for a huge change. Wow. Um, I also nominated um, Senator uh, Dianne Feinstein and she got an award for her support of adult education, which again, we reached out and invited her to receive it at our campus. And while she couldn't make it, her field representative was. And so again, that's not only showing us the support that we have, but it's also showing our students, our community, and you know, showing thanks to those that support us. So it's almost been like one thing pulls at another and everything connects in the most beautiful way. And that ultimately supports the opportunities we offer our students. Exactly. This is so amazing and so inspiring to hear all of that. Thank you for all your good work. And I know it takes some time to plan and organize these things, but it benefits the whole community. And it's not just one way. You just pick fruits from each branch and then you have a fruit basket. It's amazing. Absolutely. It's amazing um, the work that you've done. Um, so now this is the beginning of 2023. Um, I wonder what advocacy goal you have for this year. So I'm hoping to continue to mentor uh, the next group. And, you know, I think that each cohort develops further and gains additional skills and we can pass that knowledge on to the next person so that it's a little easier for them maybe. And they can focus on developing additional skills and ways to promote our programs. So I hope to do that. That's amazing. Thank you. Yes, this is January and it's all around that time to bring in the new cohort, cohort three. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a short break, but Karina, Sarah, and I will be back after our break. And to also join us will be current student Brandy Martinez. Welcome back to the Adult Ed Advocast. I'm Erin Vabornik. And I'm Sarah Hagigi. And you met before the break, Karina Ravkina Matusov. And we are going to be joined by Brandy Martinez. So Brandy, welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me here today. Hi, Brandy. Thank you for being here. Great to have you here, and we would love to hear from you. Could you please tell us more about yourself and tell us how you got involved into adult education programs? Absolutely. So I am a current student at West Valley Occupational Center, where I am trying to obtain my cosmetology license. Um, I am almost close to finishing right now. Uh, I should be finished in March, returning in June for graduation. So I'm super excited for that. Um, a little bit about myself is, uh, you know, everyone's story is different, um, but I came about North Valley through somebody who recommended it to me and they told me, you know, you should definitely try it out. It's something that's gonna, you know, make, it looks like something that you're going to be interested in that you may go far in. I know that you love this type of field. They offer a program for it. Why not? Right now, um, they are offering free tuition, so it's not going to be anything out of your pocket besides the tools that you have to invest in. So just go try it, you know. And um, I said, OK, so I came, I enrolled and um, 
I initially, I always tell this to everybody because it's, it's so funny because I initially was like, I'm just going to come in and try this program, open-minded, but, you know, still a little, you know, I don't know what, it really, what I really want to get from this whole or what I am going to get. Um, and so as soon as I came in through the door and I was greeted by amazing staff and, you know, my teachers here in the cosmetology program, and I've had tremendous support through it all, I have found to love this type of work and just educating myself and in the field and just really practicing and making myself better and you know really obtaining the skill necessary so that when I do leave here I can you know just really accomplish my my career and a lot of success and um it's funny because um I while I was in high school I had um I had gotten pregnant young, you know, and I obviously wasn't able to finish school traditionally like everybody else was, um, which kind of left me in a little bit of a pit because um, I still needed my high school diploma in order to, you know, get a job or to further my education. Um, but I couldn't go to my regular high school no more. Um, so I was grateful enough to find a program uh, through another sister school from West Valley. Um, and I joined a program and I was able to obtain not only my high school diploma, but my GED both through this program. And I was able to do it all in a schedule that was best for me that fit my whatever was going on in my life at the time. Um, <clears throat> as well as it let me go at my own pace. So there was no limitation for me. If I wanted to speed through it and, and get through it faster, I could have. And Or if I needed more time, it was okay. I had a certain amount of time, but I had the help there. And so with that, I was able to graduate sooner than I anticipated. I graduated early. And it's crazy because full circle, here I am now, um, back in adult ed and pursuing my career, the education for my career. That's so amazing. Um... So correct me if I'm right. So you probably studied um, in a program called Integrated Basic Education and Skills Training, IBEST for sure, which is a program that while you're getting your high school equivalency, you're also taking some college credit at the same time and you graduate um, from your high school and get a certificate from college as well, right? Um, it's actually very similar. So uh, it was once called the AWAC program. I know it's a new name for the program, but instead of um, simultaneously obtaining the high school diploma and the college prep, college prep career, whatever, mm -hmm. sorry, um, it's obtaining both a a high school diploma, but using the GED as equivalence to some of the credits um, to replace some of the credits inside of the requirements for the high school diploma. Oh, great. Okay, good. Wonderful. Thank you. And congratulations in advance for your Thank graduation. You so yes. What are you going to do in between March when you get that, when you're done with classes and then, you know, waiting for that graduation day? 
Uh, I'm going to be prepping. Uh, right now we already are prepping studying, but I'm going to be really crunch time for me to study so that I can go take my state board license. Um, you know, and I'm really excited for that. Uh, thereon, I do. Um, actually, I am currently looking to become an assistant to somebody within the salon so that I could shadow somebody so that I also get, you know, a lot of experience and skills through that way as well. So that when I am officially licensed, I can have my own chair in a salon and just really just up my, my career and get it going. That's awesome. Beautiful, that beautiful. Making those connections, helping you get ready for the boards, helping to connect you with salons. Is that something your program and your teachers help you with as well? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They are wonderful here, honestly. Um, I really appreciate every single one of the teachers here. They really go above and beyond. Um, they make sure that we are really getting the practice that we need necessary to perform every service. Um, you know, whatever it is that that's coming in, something maybe new, something old, but to cover it all so that we're really prepared as well as really just we spend about more than an hour um, every day in class, you know, doing actual book work with each other so that it's actually being retained versus, you know, some people don't retain a lot of information on their own um, as well as, you know, after when we step out of here, we do have our own lives we have work and some people have kids and, you know, it's hard to really get that study time in um, as well as, you know, when you do need help and if there's extra resources, you can always come to one of the teachers. Um, I'm countless times I've come in, I've asked for help on different things, different resources. They provide me the whatever it is I need, or if they can't give it to me, they will always guide me to somebody who I can speak to. And they'll go and tell me like, you know, just go ask them and see what they can offer you. Um, I'm really excited because the staff here, I did speak about how I am looking really to start working, if, even if it's volunteer work or how I said I wanted to shadow somebody I'm fine with that but to really get my foot in the door and really get that hands-on real experience in the field um and you know my teacher one of my teachers here she's so great she's definitely helped me out she's um asked me to get my resume ready which we'll start looking around Miss Karina here gave me so much good advice on how to research who I would love to shadow um I've sat with her and I've met with her and she spoke to me about you know different techniques um about how to look into who it is that I want to shadow. What are some of the things that I do want to look into doing and providing? What are the services that I do want to provide? And so for that, I'm super grateful because it did give me just a head start on, okay, where do that question of where do I start? Now I know where I'm starting. This is so great. Thank you so much, Brandy, for sharing this. And this is so valuable, especially because, um, Stories like you, success stories like you inspire so many people. You inspire instructors um, that um, are teachers and going into classes every day. Teaching is not an easy job, but when they hear that students really benefit from their work, that inspires them and that um, tiredness that they take home every day, that goes away immediately when they hear success stories like that. And there are so many other people that they have not have it easy in life and they have struggles and they don't know where to start. And sometimes they think that this happens only to them. They are the only ones suffering. They are the only one going through this. Hearing something, some stories like your story when you share, that inspired those students to hear, oh, she has 
she had a similar situation as my as me so she found a way and look at her there were resources available mm-hmm. and she took advantage of all those resources and Absolutely. she had connections she found connections mm-hmm. let me follow her pathway mm-hmm. and they become successful too this is very important both ways for instructors mm-hmm. to know what areas they need to focus on um and also for students to just keep it going, persist in this process and trust the process and go forward. And you also inspire a lot of state legislators when they hear all these stories, because Mm -hmm. then then they know about the importance of these adult ed programs, (laughs) that there are there to provide support, all these wraparound services that you were mentioning. Um, They provide these and they need to get funded to provide more of these services to more people. Have you done any advocacy work uh, in the meantime? Actually, um, I have not. I am new to this. Um, aside from this this podcast this morning, um, I was in a meeting with Ms. Karina um, where we met, you know, with uh, Senator Diane Feinstein's uh, uh, first rep. He came in and he heard my story and um, it was a really, really really awesome experience to be able to be in front of somebody who works and, you know, inside of such an important role, not only so important, but he genuinely took time and listened to me and showed true concern and heard my story. And it took time to hear everyone around the room and what every program and what, what this whole campus has to offer. And that itself was so genuine because, you know, um, these senators and legislators, they have, bigger problems and they have other things going on and they go around everywhere and they hear everywhere and and anything. Um, But to be fully paid attention to or be invested into, it's completely different where, you know, you feel you actually are being heard versus him just coming in here uh, and rushing out. Um, But yes, it it was absolutely really a really, really awesome experience. Um, And I'm really grateful for Karina for allowing me to be a part of that. And I'm part of here today as well. And I just have to add um, that Brandy was pulled into the meeting last minute. We actually had a graduate lined up, but she was at a job and she couldn't get out to be there. And so we were looking for someone that had attended academic classes and was in a career training program. And so, of course, we came into the class and got Brandy. But so we didn't have a chance to prep her. This was the best part. And when she spoke, she had so much to say that even the principal and I were looking at each other, like, how does she know all this? I, I kid you not. And you saw the field representative, you know, he turned and he was listening to every word she was saying and he had questions and, you know, and when we said, you know, we told him the story that we had just pulled her this morning and he goes, she wasn't prepped. And I said, this is honestly, this is what students say about the program. Maybe not everybody, but there's a perfect example of someone that went through the programs we offered. She went through AWAC that turned into ACT later, which is a program that allowed youth to almost follow like a home study program that if they need attention from the instructor, they can be in class daily. But if they want to work independently at home, they can, which allows them to also work or take care of their children. And then to go on, get her GED, which, by the way, I wanted to briefly mention that. What that program allows you to do is to take the GED and show that you, to demonstrate that you have the knowledge of the high school diploma 
to a certain degree, and then you take additional classes to satisfy the rest. And so it allows you to get a full high school diploma, but faster. And so Brandy passed that test and then completed the classes and then came back to us for career training. So she's seen the whole process and the things she said about our school and how she's felt supported in our sister school as well has been incredible. So we, there's no training needed. She knows what she's doing. She's a natural born advocate. Absolutely. That goes on the resume right there. <laughs> that, that is true. So sorry, Erin, I'm talking too much, asking so many questions, but this was very interesting. And thank you so much, Karina, for sharing that. One thing that I was thinking about is that you mentioned that you brought Brandy last minute. So, and this is something that if you ask any of the adult ed students, they would say something similar to this. Mm -hmm. So this is very important for all instructors and administrators to know, because sometimes when we want to do the advocacy work, we are, we are thinking who we should bring into um, the meetings. And that's very important to see, okay, all these students, they have a voice and they all would testify to the work of adult education. Um, and if you could just talk about how you look at your students and pick who has that leadership to go through an advocacy training um, or become an advocate. I think, is that for Aaron? Uh, that's for you, Karina. Oh, for me. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought, you know, Aaron's got, a, is working on the student. Yeah, that uh, was advocate. tricky. So I, I will of, ask Aaron's opinion later. <laughs> I usually will look for someone that isn't too shy, that they're not scared to speak up. But when Brandy came in, she came along with two sidekicks. She brought two additional students. And we said, hey, it's great. The more, the merrier. But they quickly found out what we were going to be doing and they ran away. So she was left on her own. So we could say that she wasn't nervous, but she probably was like all of us often are when we have to speak up and we don't know who we're going to be talking to or how they're going to react to what we say. And so I think there's something to be said for that. So maybe, you know, we do try to give some idea of what we're going to be doing and we look for someone that wants to talk about their story. But sometimes it's, you know, the person you least expect to be able to share everything given the right opportunity they will. And not to say that Brandy is, you know, um, not shy or the opposite. It's just the fact that given the opportunity, she realized she was being listened to. And in an intimate sort of setting, because we were in a conference room, we did have under 20 people. So we sat at a round table and we, you know, we just talked. And I think maybe the environment also does something, but we look for individuals that have a story. Absolutely. And you know, and one we know of, because if we don't know about it, we're not going to know who to involve. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, Brandy was there that morning and we learned so much about her and it has been That's incredible. I, I love what you said there about everybody wants to be heard. And that's such an important part of advocacy because it doesn't, when it, when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter like how extroverted you are that might make it easier. I'm an introvert. Like I, I get really scared before talking to people like even, and I'm a teacher. So like walking into class the first night, like I have to, the whole drive there, you know, like I'm visualizing, what am I going to say? Like, are, are they going to like me? 
Um, but being able to just stand in front of somebody who can make a difference and use your voice and be heard is huge. So Brandy, like, what did you feel like right before that meeting? And Um, how did you feel right after? So it was pretty, it was pretty crazy how it worked out. Um, I just came in for class like I always do. And we had, you know, one of the teachers come in and she just simply asked, hey, has anybody ever taken classes besides, you know, Cosmo or besides your career? Um, prep classes has anybody else taking classes and I was like oh I have so I raised my hand she goes oh do you mind coming you know to a meeting we're gonna have in a little while um and kind of just speak on your experience so I was like sure um so I was willing and I was like okay you know I'll just go share you know how I've how I've came here and I've taken these classes and how it has been for me so I didn't expect anything. So I, I went and how Miss Karina said I had two other friends with me um, in the class. I was like, come, you know, you guys can share your experience about, you know, the class, you know, it may help. So we went and then we ended up finding out what the meeting was as they were talking amongst each other. And they're like, yes, you know, there's going to be a rep coming from the senator's office and we're going to be talking to him. And I froze. I honestly did freeze. I was like, oh, my God. And my friends were like, no, we're, we're going to go back to class. <laughs> so they left. But in me, I was like, well, I'm nervous. I was I, and I said it and I was like, I'm nervous, but I want them to also they asked me for my my experience. So I'm going to give my experience no matter how nervous I am. So that's pretty much what the mindset was for me. Um, and then we went straight into the meeting. The rep showed up and we introduced ourselves and went and we just kind of discussed, bounced back and forth between um, topics between the table. And um, at that point, because I was so comfortable speaking because I how Miss Green said I did feel heard. He, his whole body language, his whole full attention, he turned towards me. He was all ears. He was asking questions, which told me that he was actually listening to what was being said. Um, it made me feel a lot comfortable enough to just really speak the honest truth about my experience here. Um, and it wasn't to sell an idea or anything. It was just genuine and it was just how I felt and whatever it was that, you know, the opportunity that I was given through this, through these multiple programs from the school. Um, so I was really nervous. I was, um, but I was comfortable because it was my story and it was my experience that I was sharing and being heard was great because also I didn't know who was in that room. I didn't know who was the titles of anybody in the circle that I was amongst. Um, so in my mind, I was like, well, I'm going to share my story, my experience to everyone in this, like as if we're all equal, because I don't know who's who. And um, I may be helping somebody else out. Maybe somebody is in here that needs to hear my story. Um, I think it's very important to hear the student side, whether it be mine or any other students, I feel every student's story should be heard because we get a better aspect into a student's everyday life or everyday struggles. And we know how to get into it and, and attack whatever it is to help them succeed to their best abilities. Um, being able to provide resources. How do we know what resources or what help to provide a student without actually hearing from the student what is needed? Um, so that's kind of where I was in the mind of feeling so open. And while he's paying attention to me, everybody's paying attention to me. Let me share it because this too can help somebody like it help, could have helped me maybe when I first started. 
Um, so that's just pretty much my mindset going into that home meeting. That That's wonderful. It's, it's great to share that, you know, even though your friends got nervous and they went back to class, that it's almost like you, your mindset was like, if not me, then who? Right. And it I, was like, so how did you feel after that meeting? Like, were I the felt, nerves gone? Were you? Yeah. Uh, midway, as soon as, um, as soon as I started talking and I started talking about my, about my experience, um, the nerves were gone. I was fine. And I went into flow and every question that got asked, I answered to the best of, you know, my ability. Um, and I loved every second of it. And so when I walked out of that whole meeting, I felt so accomplished. I felt so great. I felt like, wow, you know, I, somebody heard me who knows who it's going to help next. You know, I hope it helps somebody next. And I hope that this rep coming in, he really like really listens to the value that he really got from hearing everybody in that room. And he goes back to the Senator's office and he shares his experience and may it be a great experience so that it sheds light on adult, you know, adult education. That way we get more funding or more resources and we get more support always around because it's very important. Adult is very important. That that's what I did share in the meeting. Um, because like how I said in the beginning of this meeting, everyone's story is different. You don't know who or what or when. And so with that being, um, not everybody gets to go the traditional way of a regular high school or a two-year college, four-year college. You know, courses change, paths change, life happens. And being able to have that second chance almost like and being able to still pursue a career or still being able to become somebody or, uh, you know, doing anything that you want, uh, obtaining any type of skill or training um, is satisfying because, you know, for a second, you could feel left in the dark. Well, I didn't finish traditionally, so what next? Or there's nothing else for me. Some people may feel like there's nothing else for me. And that's how I felt at one point. Um, I didn't finish traditional high school, so now I'm not going to get a job. What What is there for me? Um, and it took me, um, me personally, having to want that hunger and that drive instilled to say, hey, no, you know, I'm not going to be another statistic and I'm not going to be another dropout. I'm going to find a way. And I found a way. This is beautiful. Thank you. I, I just want to echo what Sarah said. Randy, thank you so much for sharing your story because it it is what. It, yeah, it's what teachers need to hear, what legislators need to hear, but especially what students or not yet students need to hear. That person who's like, who's opened up that GED book that they checked out from the library and is just feeling like, I can't do this. Like, I, and they just keep closing it. That, yeah, that these programs offer so much more than just teaching the material, right? Absolutely. It's a, uh, it's a community. Yeah. It's got those wraparound services. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And how much you invest in, into, you know, the people around you and how much you connect well with the people around you really will show how much you really get out of this. Because although we're here for just our, you know, our career training or to further our education, we actually build lifelong relationships with people here on campus. And the support goes 
here, as far as I know, goes way beyond just being here as a student. Um, I know I've heard countless times where students come back and, you know, they still come and ask for help or still receive guidance and, you know, or come back and give back to our community. Um, but I really, really appreciate you guys hearing me today and allowing me to be here on this podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you yes, so thank much. You. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and story. Yes. And Karina, thank you as well. And I know we're probably going to have listeners who want to follow you on social media. So we will share all of whatever information you want, social media information, we can share those in the show notes. So those will be listed under the YouTube video. They'll be everywhere that podcasts can be found if people want to hear more of your story or more of what you have to say. Um, But before we go, I'd like to give each one of you a chance to just say one last thing to our national and maybe international podcast audience. So Karina, I'll let you go first. Wow. Well, your parting words. <laughs> thank you. I think that we just all need to realize the opportunities that are available to us and not only take advantage of them, but also share with others because word of mouth is the number one way to share any kind of information. And that's the way we actually get students word of mouth. So Spread the word, tell everyone about your educational experience and let them have an opportunity at a free education as well. Thank you, Karina. Thank you. Brandy. Um, I just want to share this pretty much t- jumping off of the same statement as Karina. Um, I think it's very important for, you know, the information to be spread out, but also to be asked for because there's so much around us um it's very important to never be too afraid to ask for help and just to come out because there are a lot of programs a lot of information a lot of things that don't even are very little or no cost at all that can make a major difference in somebody's future so it's very important to reach out thank you thank you you, karina thank you brandy we were so honored to have you join us today And thanks to our listeners. Thank you for being with us and Happy New Year again. I hope you have a great start to your year.